Thank you for tuning into the HAE Speaks podcast. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of the Hereditary Angioedema Association, a patient advocacy organization serving the needs of the HAE patient and caregiver community. Hello, and welcome to the HAE Speaks podcast. Today, in this episode, we are talking with Jess. Uh, she is a member of the HAEA staff. Um, her title is Communications and Advocacy Specialist. Hey, Jess. Hey, Missy. Thanks for having me today. You are very welcome. I'm glad you are here with us. Um, today, you are going to talk about advocacy. Um, so my first question for you is, why is advocacy important for the HAE community? I'm really glad you asked that, Missy. And um, I think really what we need to think about first is what does advocacy mean to our community? Um, and I think advocacy really is all about providing a voice to people who might feel like they haven't had a voice previously um, and they've just had to accept what has been given to them with HAE. So advocacy really provides an opportunity to make a difference in all everyone's lives who's affected by HAE. People with HAE, their caregivers and loved ones all can make a difference through advocacy work. And when it comes to advocacy, your HAE story is the most important tool that you have. Lawmakers want to know what issues are vital to you as a person with a chronic illness, but they can't help if they don't know what you're going through. So if you have challenge with access to medicine, insurance hurdles, copay assistance, any of those things, advocating through your local representatives in the House and Senate is really, really important. These policymakers need to understand the needs of their constituents to be able to help. And when we come together as a community to share our stories with lawmakers, positive change really can happen. I completely agree. No one knows what you're going through unless you express that to them. Um, so advocacy is very important for HAE patients and caregivers alike. What positive changes has the association, so the HAEA, made through advocacy this year? So 2022 has been a really busy year for advocacy. Uh, most importantly, on June 7th, we had over 375 members of the HAEA community participate in our virtual Capitol Hill campaign. That's a really big um, campaign where we try to get everybody together to voice their support for issues that affect people with HAE. We talked a lot about the access to Marketplace Insurance Act which would require health insurers to accept cost-sharing payments for charitable assistance organizations to cover payments for medications. So really that just means whenever you have a charitable assistance program that's helping you to pay for your premium uh, for your health insurance or your copay, they need to accept that money because if they're getting money from anyone, they should you know, accept it as a payment. Participants also supported additional funding for the National Institute of Health, or as it's more commonly known, the NIH, um, which provides a vital need for continued advancement of new and improved therapies. Together, we held over 55 virtual visits with congressional staff and members um, who learned about living with HAE through personal stories offered by our volunteer grassroots advocates. In 2022, we also launched a new advocacy tool called Voter Voice. Voter Voice is an automated system that will help strengthen our advocacy outreach, enabling the HAEA to send our community email updates on pressing HAE issues in an easy-to-use tool, allowing their voice to be heard in just a few steps. 
So when you sign up for Voter Voice, you can use one of our pre-written letters to send your government representatives. Simply write in your address and Voter Voice will find your elected officials. In early 22, the HAEA also hosted a Welcome to Congress webinar with over 340 attendees. We discussed Congress um, and their priorities for the year, issues that would impact the HA community, and how our community could take action to defend patient rights and access to healthcare. Finally, the HAEA formed and leads um, the United for Charitable Assistance Coalition, or UCA. It's a coalition of 20 organizations that work to protect access to charitable assistance for people living with rare and chronic conditions. As part of a concerted effort to rally support for our proposed legislation, members of the USHAEA community and UCA conducted virtual meetings with over 50 congressional offices throughout 2022. The UCA is also fighting other challenges, such as insurance plans not allowing charitable assistance to count towards an out-of-pocket maximum which is the amount an individual would have to pay before all other medical expenses are fully covered. Wow, that is a lot of participation and a lot of things you guys have accomplished in this past year. So what are your plans next year in 2023? One of our key priorities is to continue pushing for the advancement of the Safe Step Act. Many health insurance plans will not initially fill uh, a physician's prescription whenever they originally write it. Um, Instead, they require that a patient fails on an alternative, less expensive treatment. This is a really dangerous practice. Um, It's commonly referred to as fail first or step therapy, Uh, but it takes treatment decisions out of the physician's hands and places it with the insurance provider, which is really not what we're looking for as um, chronic illness patients. Um, Given the seriousness of HAE, any interference with continued access to the physician's prescribed medication could really honestly be fatal. Um, The Safe Step Act would protect the HA community who obtains coverage in self-funded or federally regulated insurance plans by establishing exemptions to fail first. So um, there would be an exemption for people with HAE so that they don't have to participate in fail first. And then it also requires plans to respond to appeals in a specific time period. Currently, um, there's a lot of work that's been done with the Safe Step Act. And we have 182 co-sponsors for the bill in the House. Um, But we need a total of 218 co-sponsors to have majority support. So it's really important that we are going to continue working towards that and writing in letters to our representatives in the House that they support this bill. Another bill that we really want to focus on next year is the All Co-Pays Count Act. So due to high costs associated with having HAE, many people rely on charitable assistance to help them pay for insurance premiums and medical co-payments, just like we talked about earlier. The All Co-Pay Count Act would protect certain types of patient assistance programs by mandating that third-party payments, financial assistance, discounts, product vouchers, and other reductions count towards any deductible co-insurance co-payment and out-of-pocket limit for a group health plan or individual insurance coverage, which is a really long way of saying that um, if you are getting charitable assistance, it's going to count towards your payments. Um, It's really important that if you are getting that charitable assistance, that it actually counts towards something and that um, it's going to make a difference for you financially. We also really encourage our members to mobilize around state level legislation that might have an impact on the care of people with HAE. So as a part of these efforts in 2022, um, we joined other patient organizations in supporting AB 392 in California to assist with plasma collection. 
This legislation relaxed standards on who could test plasma as long as they're under the supervision of the plasma collection staff and have had five hours of training. So as we all know, uh, many HAE medicines rely on blood plasma. So the more effective blood plasma collection can be, the better for our community. And that's why we uh, really rallied around this bill. And even though it wasn't a federal legislation, it still matters for our constituents in California. Um, and if you know of any sort of legislation that's happening in your state that you feel like would affect HAE patients or caregivers, please let us know because we would love to help with um, the advocacy work there. Absolutely. Even the smallest things that doesn't seem like it's the big picture or it's a federal, so it's going to affect every state. Even those small ones can help make a difference. So Jess, let me ask you, for our HAE community and our listeners of the HAE Speaks podcasts, what are some just do it? or what is their first steps in, in helping with this advocacy? I am so glad you asked this. So really, we want everyone affected by HAE to get involved. This is your opportunity to use your voice to make a difference for all people affected by HAE. Um, so please contact us if you have any interest. We want you to become a volunteer grassroots advocate. There is a really easy way. If you want to contact us over the phone, you can do so. You can contact me directly at email um, at jess at HAEI.org. Or um, if you want to just go to our website, we have an advocacy interest form. Um, it's under the tab Get Involved and then Advocacy. And there you can sign up to receive information when a new issue comes up relating to people with HAE. Everyone can be involved with HAE advocacy. And we really do mean everyone. So when you see um, a voter voice alert come through your email, share it with anyone who's interested. That can be your neighbor. That can be your other family members. It doesn't have to be someone who is directly a caregiver to you. There is power in numbers. So if we all take the time to advocate, change will happen. And that really only happens when you are sharing that with your community. The HAEA really is a powerful organization, but we're only that way because of the powerful commitment of the HAE community. As you all know, our work is not done yet, and there are new challenges coming up every day. So we invite you to join us in our advocacy efforts. And I also just want to send out a huge thank you for everyone who participated in advocacy work with us this year. Um, it is so important that you took action for people with HAE. Um, but our work is not done yet, and we need you to participate um, in our advocacy efforts with us this year as well. Absolutely. A huge applause, tip of the hat to anybody that participated in the advocacy this year, previous years, or those, I'm sure you have people that have continued to participate year after year after year. That is so important um, to have a voice and to voice for those that may not be able to have a voice. I am a big advocate of that. Um, so thank you, Jess, for, for meeting with me today and sharing all this great information with our community. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and Missy, I really appreciate the opportunity to share this information. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or anyone at the HAEA. And I am excited to hear from you and to get involved with advocacy in the future. Yes, reach out to Jess or any of the HAE staff. Go to their website. They just revamped it in 2022. It's phenomenal. There's a lot of great information. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the HAE Speaks podcast today. Everyone have a great day.
Thank you for tuning in to the HAE Speaks podcast. I would like to send a huge thank you to the HAEA and also BioCrist, BioMarin, CSL Bearing, and Takeda for sponsoring the 2022 HAE Speaks podcast series. I would also like to thank Michael G for the music and Michael C for the podcast editing. Please click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so you can be notified when a new podcast becomes available. For more updates about HAE Speaks podcast, or if you would like to connect with the HAE community and gather more information about HAE, please visit HAEA.org. Also, you can follow the HAEA on social media within Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, at HAEA. Please check out the HAE youth-created and produced podcast series called Beyond HAE. Thank you again for listening to the HAE Speaks podcast. Podcast.